Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Ryan Cruz from CultureCast Radio, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Ryan M. Brewer. Michael fucking Malone. (laughs) What's up, bud? Nothing, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Last night, I watched a documentary about a guy going through a midlife crisis who probably fucked an octopus. Yeah, but the podcast is supposed to be about weird and exciting things, Malone. <laughs> kind of kind of boring, run-of-the-mill shit are you bringing us here? This guy's Dude, fucked. Who hasn't fucked his octopus out of depression? <laughs> A little octopusy will clear your mind. It's, it's like it's part of like American nomenclature at this point. The old saying goes, get yourself a little octopus and it'll clear your mind. It's just <laughs> What was that, Chris Rock Joe? New octopus always clears your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock has, has so many octopus jokes. I'm surprised you don't remember all of them, you know? That's kind of your thing you do. An octopus never forgets. An octopus. That, yes, that's, that's also a thing. a thing. Dude, it was fascinating. This dude uh, from South Africa, he's a filmmaker, right? Uh-huh. And then he, uh, okay, so the, it's called, I should start here. It's called My Octopus Teacher, which is a terrible fucking name for My anything. My Octopus like, Teacher. Uh, nobody in the marketing department was like, hey. Wait, wait a minute. There's a, hey, I, 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 like, I like where we're going here. Um, I just have a few notes. Um, is, is, the, is the teacher teaching you about octopuses? <laughs> or right. or is the octopus the teacher? Or yeah, it sounds like a new fucking Nickelodeon show or something. Shit. My octopus teacher. Like I'm not gonna watch starring that. Raven Simone. It's poor marketing. <laughs> it should have been called like "Here's Eight Reasons I Love Octopus." <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or octopus, he always clears your mind. There's something better than my octopus teacher, right? That's all I'm saying. I, Prob- you know, I didn't probably. workshop this. Probably. But, okay. So this dude, this filmmaker uh, living in South Africa, uh, was going through like this weird depression. Uh, he was overworked and, and all this stuff. He didn't, didn't want to fucking make any more films or edit anything. And he was just like <laughs> fucking done, right? And then he's What a, he, what a yeah. hilarious drama to start it off with. He was right. like, I don't want to make movies anymore. Hmm. <laughs> Let me make a movie about it. <laughs> I should make a movie about how I don't want to make movies anymore. Well, so he started swimming because he lives like right there on, on the shoreline. And so he starts swimming in this in the ocean and the footage he gets is fucking incredible. I spent most of the time yelling at the TV going, how did you get that shot? Like, <laughs> it was just- so is he... Is he fucking the octopus to get access to the good ocean shots? Is that what it is? We'll get there. Is it a gatekeeper thing? <laughs> yes. This octopus was the Harvey Weinstein of the ocean. I'm. This seems kind of fucked up, Malone. I don't like the direction it's going. I'm. But I. I know wait. where all the good spots are, kid. Uh, 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 hey, you want? <laughs> I can get you all the best coral leaf in town. You want? You want to win that Jacques Cousteau award for best whatever the fuck. <laughs> Best underwater film. <laughs> Get over here, Steve Zisu, my dick. Move uh, over, little mermaid. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, 
So he starts swimming the ocean, right? And he's like, yeah. he, you know, he takes his camera out a couple times, like, ah, I get a shot of this. I get a, sh-. and there's a fish down there I like, and then he meets this octopus, and <laughs> he falls in love with this thing, and he, and he, and he says, he goes, what would happen if I went every day? And then he just documented himself going out in the ocean and finding this octopus every fucking day for almost 300 days. And by the end of it, you realize, because he says, he goes, I was around that octopus's life for 80% of it. 80% 80% of that octopus's life, he was around and, and interacting with it. There's, like, these beautiful moments where, like, it, the the first interaction they have where they touch is, like, incredible. Like, he puts his little hand out. It's like an E.T. moment. And then she reaches her tentacle out and they, like, uh, he you know, he fingers her tentacle a little bit. It's beautiful. Um, and... I didn't realize all the cool shit octopus can do. Is it octopi? Octo- octopuses? Octopi? Uh, it's anyway. Oct- I thought you said it was octopussies. I was just going with what you. You're the one that watched the film, not me. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a group of Bond villains. Oh. <laughs> octopussies. An octopod of pussies? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I- I'm with you now. <laughs> I'm all caught Anyways. up. Uh, it, so I don't know if you know anything about octopuses. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, they uh, are man. Said fascinating. The, said the guy creatures. who didn't get any numbers at speed dating. <laughs> this is me on a first date. I don't know if you know anything about octopuses. I don't know if you know anything about octopuses. <laughs> but you're so- but I Here's sure I know that I'd like to share. But I sure hope you don't, because those are the flashcards that I studied to prepare for this date. <laughs> Dude, they are so intelligent. Uh, they are able to change uh, their coloring and texture to match their surroundings, right? Yeah, dude. I saw Finding Nemo. Where the where the hell were you? There's not. Is there an octopus in Finding Nemo? Yeah. He changes his color and his texture to match his surroundings. Really? Yeah, dude. You got to watch more cartoons, man. I got I got to I got to get out. Yeah, it's been a while since I found Nemo. Yeah, it's been a long time since you They also uh uh I I thought they, in California where finding Nemo is legal, I assumed you'd be on a lot more Nemo expeditions. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just go to the store and buy it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. There's, um, there's never an expedition involved. It's just an errand when you're in California. Right. Oh, dude, it's the best. Uh, I got to stop we, at the ATM. Weed in California is like going to buy wine in the Midwest. Like you you go, you sample some things, you ask some questions, and, <laughs> and then you, you bring home a bottle. Oh, my God. It sounds like... Um, it sounds Heaven. like California, you know? It sounds like California. I just, <laughs> it sounds like California. I, there are all these places that I've been to in my life that just, like, seem very foreign concepts to me now. It just, there is there is the before time where I went places and did things and talked to people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the now times where I don't it's go sad. anywhere. I'm now afraid time. to go anywhere. You know what doesn't help is time hop. Uh, the Time Hop app is a motherfucker this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because uh, yeah. you because see, unlike you, uh, or unlike me, your shows were relatively successful before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so you have things to look. I look back on empty rooms and go, yeah, I'm just doing that in my living room now. That's empty instead of <laughs> instead of that venue. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, man, I could be at Waffle House right now. You could. You do you uh, do you frequent Waffle Houses? Is that a thing that you you enjoy? 
all all comics it's a thing it's because it's usually the only thing opened at two in the morning after your show's let out and so you end up at a denny's an ihop or a waffle house yeah but do you do you actually do that is the question i'm asking oh yeah of course you you actually do i i see i only the only fast food places i know that you frequent beyond uh like what is reasonable uh is is subway I go to Chipotle, I'll have you know. Yeah, uh, since when? Chick-fil-A. I fuck with Chick-fil-A even though I don't fuck with their beliefs. Their chicken's so good that uh, I can't, how do you, how I you can't do that? stay away. You know, where, you know where I don't get gas, Malone? <laughs> where? B- BP, I don't get gas from them. Remember that time they just like opened the valves of a bunch of oil tankers and dumped it all over a bunch of ducks down there in the south? Yeah. I just yeah, don't I get that. gas there anymore. It's not that fucking hard. You just like don't go to Chick-fil-A. Here's the thing about Chick-fil-A and me. Uh, the only time I ever wanted it is on Sundays. And I don't know if that's God fucking with me. That is a common thing. On Sunday afternoons, I'm like, man, I would love to. I'm going to get some Chick-fil-A. Ah, fuck them. Dude, that new spicy chicken sandwich at Popeye's. And by new, I mean like people were killing each other over it, I think like a year ago. So it's not that new anymore. But it's incredible, man. I'm not Can saying if, I'm not saying it's worth murder, but I it's great. I mean, I have a really depending funny story on about the that person, Popeye's I don't chicken know. sandwich. Okay, uh, my buddy was doing a show in Dallas, um, and he got there. Well, we were doing shows together, but he got there a few days early because he's from there, and so he's visiting family. And so he popped in, and uh, they were doing a, like a specialty show that night, and uh, and uh, like an off like a Wednesday, you know. Mm-hmm. And the host on stage, <laughs> the host on stage, raffled off a Popeye's chicken sandwich because they were so hard to get. And he got a hundred dollars for this fucking sandwich that he raffled off at the end of the fucking show. Or, or, or actually, it was right before the headliner came on. And this dude lifts his fucking ball cap and he has the chicken sandwich under his ball cap (laughs) and the crowd goes insane (laughs) oh my god is that not the best reveal ever and also can you imagine being the guy that has to go up after the fucking chicken sandwich dude that's that's just resume fodder right there, man. Dude, I've had to follow some crazy shit in my life. I've never had to follow a Popeye's chicken sandwich before. Dude. A, a gender reveal of a chicken I sandwich a- before. <laughs> I had a, a chicken reveal open up for me last night. A chicken reveal. Dude, did we, did we uh, too easily skim past a guy fucking an octopus? Yes, yes. Did we, we did, did was, we not was, get to I the was, point uh, where he fucked the octopus or Okay, there there are, you know, some pretty intimate moments. Okay. Now, it doesn't show him fucking the octopus. I'm just, you know, uh gathering, you know, that's just what I assume happened at some point because yeah. like we've talked before like, you know, most of science and technology is just how do I get my dick on that? So, yeah. I can't imagine he has this intimate relationship with an octopus and he hasn't thought to himself, how do I get my dick on that? You got to assume like just the, you know, after you've been on like 300 dates in a row, (laughs) like when is this octopus going to put out? I'd assume that one of those hands is going to do something. Uh, they have octopuses have uh, octopi have two thousand suckers on their tentacles and they can operate them individually like fingers. Holy shit! Yeah, bro. Yeah, these are things I learned last night. Uh, you know how like a you know how like a drummer has to learn to do different things with with like both hands and both feet like they're they're playing the kick drum with their foot they're like they have to be doing different rhythms with all their appendages. Yeah, dude, imagine being like an octopus that had control over all of your appendages independently like that. Imagine the uh, computer coding that octopus could do. 
Incredible. The keyboarding alone, the court stenography that an octopus could do. Imagine dating an octopus and she gets upset with you and then she just starts texting you. Like, imagine those texts coming through like rapid fire. You get like fucking 5,000 text messages <laughs> in three minutes. Just you, bing, 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 bing. You may be a bad significant other, but are you <laughs> simultaneous texts from 8 million phones, bad significant other? <laughs> Dude, the data plan alone for an octopus. Unbelievable. They'll have to yeah. throttle you after just moments, mere moments. That's why a lot of octopi have Boost Mobile. <laughs> they can't Sor- afford sources, the fucking AT&Ts and sources, the Verizons. They gotta I'm go gonna, Boost. I'm going to need sources for that. Can we, can we consult USA Today fact check <laughs> to find out? The candidate Malone has claimed that most... Octopuses, pie, pusses, pusses. I'm getting pusses from backstage. Uh, pusses, <laughs> octopuses. Um. <laughs> octopuses, where you get a group of liberals together. <laughs> what a that's an octopusy so if I've ever seen one. <laughs> A group of eight liberals and a fucking octopusy. Anywho's all octopi are fucking. I I believe that they are aliens. There's no other. Uh, wow. I mean, I they gotta, have to be. I gotta tell you, Malone. If Final Jeopardy was to guess uh, what your conclusion of that documentary was gonna be. <laughs> I think they could have given me 25 guesses before I got to. Anyways, I think that octopuses are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that, where else did you think? I mean, they, they're shapeshifters. They are they shapeshifters. Fucking, I've seen that shit. They have all these tentacles. They have the alien brain looking thing. They're made of mostly liquid. Uh, they're smart as fuck. Uh, I mean, come on, guy. Come on, guy. <laughs> I, uh... That's an alien. Honestly, honestly, I'm ashamed that I was surprised. I gotta tell you. <laughs> all, the, all the puzzle pieces are right there, and you just, you just put them together, Malone. It's all right there. It's right on the tip of everyone's tongue. I can't believe you didn't see this, but I can't believe none of us saw this before. I know I'm not alone in my ignorance. Yeah, man. Octopi, aliens. Octopi and aliens. Did you happen to look up any Tom DeLonge alien shit? No, I haven't got to it yet. Oh, man. You're just so busy. I'm so busy. (laughs) You got such a busy schedule. You got to, like, go to the beach and you got to Instagram about going to the beach. And then you got to edit your video you took while you went to the beach. Yes, you get it. And then you got to log gotta... online and see if your stimulus check has been delivered yet. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Here's what I think is funny about that. I think, I think over 2 million dead people got a stimulus check. And I didn't. <laughs> Dude, you're so low on the list. I, I'm so fucking. I you know at, at Donald least Trump two promised, million dead Americans deserved a check more than an out of work comedian, right? Yeah. I you know I thought you know Donald Trump was here to to help the forgotten Americans, and I feel pretty forgotten. No, yeah, but not you, man. like forgotten americans but not you type of forgotten americans no one gives a fuck about you oh fuck (laughs) that's just so i highly suggest watching this alien documentary called my octopus teacher on netflix about a guy who fucks an alien life form that we know as octopi it just seems like an episode of the show that you described last episode it does. <laughs> it's all adult animation. It's all trippy. You shouldn't watch it when you're high. Anyways, the new episode is called 
uh, my octopus teacher, and it's about aliens. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm starting to notice a theme in the things that you're you're partaking of recently, Malone. I'm I'm getting further and further into the rabbit hole of obscurity the longer that we're in lockdown. Yeah. I, what if you like what if you come out on the other side like an establishment Republican? <laughs> what if I, what if I come out on the other side just like full on QAnon believer? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I watched enough. You know how it is. It's two in the morning. You start off with octopus videos. You end up uh, believing QAnon stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've all been there. Let he amongst us. You know what I mean? Oh my God! What do you know about octopuses? Let's let's add, let's fucking put you on the spot here. What do you what do you know about them? Me? Yeah, I feel like I'm interrogating you now. Where's the Joker? What do you know, know about? Octopuses? I, know. I suddenly I know so little about octopuses, and was having are such you, a are hard you time. Into animal facts at all? I was having such a hard time thinking of something I know about octopuses. That I had that that my brain in a panic in a panicked attempt to avoid the question assumed there might be somebody else on this phone call right now, <laughs> and just said, "Me? Are you talking to me? Is that directed at me? Are you are you into animal shit? Uh, animal shit has a, a plays a, a very." particular role in my life in that um when my wife and i decide we want to take a nap in the afternoon on a weekend uh mm-hmm. we put on animal shit and then we we watch and go oh i can't that is a i'm oh my god that <laughs> and then be asleep wow. like it's like you be amazed for a few moments and then you pass right out so the level of disrespect there is unbelievable. So there, there. <laughs> so there is to say, I I have a great interest in it. It just occupies a very sleepy part of my life. You know. I love animal shit. What's your favorite kind of animal shit? Is like uh, guys I, who fucked octopuses. Is that like a, a a niche genre you've discovered? Yeah, that's a subgenre. Yeah. Uh, or or what's your favorite? Like, are you a Shark Week guy? No, no. See, that's the thing. I, I you know, because I'm not a, a, a fucking alpha dude in in any respect. Uh, that I don't give a fuck about Shark Week. I don't even like the animal attack videos where, like, it shows, like, a, a lion ripping apart a deer or something Yeah, it's like, weird I, to I, me. That's not what I'm watching for. It's weird to me, and I've never been into Shark Week either. But I was going to say, I, d- I did watch the other day. I did not end up falling asleep during nap time, and I watched the whole damn thing. Uh, it was something like the the, the seven most powerful and dangerous animals on the planet. And they actually came up with a rating system and were like on the speed scale, on the agility scale, on the, and then they like did an average. It was kind of fascinating. Like, which who, one, uh, who, uh, who's the most dangerous? Like, uh, it was the, it was a shark, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah. But the, uh, but like, um, these gigantic, like, elk fucking things were way higher on the list than I anticipated. <laughs> it's like gigantic, the big things that have horns. Have you seen the video of the moose running through like six foot snow? No. Oh my God. It's incredible. Uh, you think that like it's Elon Musk debuting a new type of a plow that can go 80, <laughs> that can go 80 miles an hour. Because because the snow is so high that the, the the you don't really see the moose over the snow. He's just bulldozing through the snow at like gotta be like fifty miles an hour. Like it just seems so fast. Do you remember that I know you're from the Midwest, so I can ask it this way. Do you remember the first time you saw a cow run fast? No. I've never seen a cow run fast. You haven't? 
No, what the fuck you did you did you not, not ever did you not ever do like the cow thing where they're like cows out in the country and you do cow tipping or any of that shit? My ex, uh, her dad had a, a fucking cattle farm, and we went out there many a time. Stayed on the farm, and uh, our dog, uh, our little fucking uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Fraser, a uh, little Boston Terrier, oh, would right, chase Frasier. cattle around. Um, but these cows never fucking went any faster than a light jog. Like I've never seen a cow book it. Really, cows can be never. cows can be fast, man. But you what are they going like to do? Running, that they running of the bulls, shit. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking bull. That's not a cow. That's just a male cow. What are you trying to say, Malone? I know that's a male cow. Come on, guy. You're going to tell Dude, me that. Dude, girl power. Fuck- women, you don't think that female cow could run fast if her udders weren't so goddamn bloated? <laughs> I Like you think I she's think incapable that- just because she's a female cow? Is that what you're trying to I- say? First off, there's no such thing as female cow. They're all cows. There's not a male cow. That's a fucking bull. Number one. Bro, that is the same species. It is a cow. Bruh, a fucking cow cannot run as fast as a bull. I didn't say as fast. What did you say? I said said fast. You said you don't think that they can run uh, like a, you actually you brought up the bull. Yeah, as a comparison. I'm gonna Google this shit. You've made me mad now. I gotta Google this. How fast Imagine like Michael Johnson versus can, uh, who's the who's the fastest run. woman? Jackie Jordan cows or Kirsten? Can, Is that similar shit, to a cow? Can run, cows can run twenty five miles per hour. That's uh, pretty fast, man. That's pretty. F- I'll give you that. Now let me type in bull here. Uh, okay, okay. Let me see how fast bulls run. And bulls run. Oh come on, guy! I don't want to say it. How fast is it? Oh, thirty-five miles. Per thirty-five hour. miles an hour. So get fucked. I was I was uh, way right on this, dude. One. You're gonna tell me. So the point, the original point I was trying to make is that if you ever seen a cow run fast, and you're telling me that if you saw a cow book it by at 25, <laughs> you wouldn't be like Jesus Christ, that cow's going fast. Yes, if I saw a cow running 25 miles an hour, I might mistake it for a fucking Prius. Yeah, you go. That's a fast cow, man. Of course. Yeah. But the, but I I'm am just never, saying okay. I'm not I'm not proud of it, but I may <laughs> or may not have been a, a part of a group of young men, uh, not even young men, young boys, old enough to know better, young enough to do it anyway. Uh, shot a bottle rocket into a group of cows late at night one time. And those fuckers move, man, is what I'm saying. Can I tell you one time I got into a cow pen uh, to do uh, similar things that you were up to and did Uh not even factor in that most cow pens have a bull who protects them (laughs) and I almost lost my fucking life uh, and uh, got chased around in a golf cart for most of us. (laughs) Wait. The bull was driving a golf cart? (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm interested. Tell me this story. My buddy and I had this golf cart. He had a bunch of cows and he he didn't fucking... Anyway, went out to like... Do what you you were doing, you know. You, you I just assu- I just cow. assume you only had one buddy, and it was Faber. <laughs> no, I had so, friends. So I'm imagining up. this whole story is you and Faber. So carry on. So Faber you don't and need I to address that. You just- <laughs> at this uh, at these cows. Yeah, like you and your friends were right. You know, having a nice afternoon. Right. Uh, and uh, and then a fucking bull shows up. <laughs> Swinging his dick around. Let me let me just say this. I realized it was a a like it all uh, came together in my head very quickly when I saw this large cow uh, point his head down towards us. 
And I was like, yeah. well, that's odd. Yeah, he's he's brandishing some additional accoutrement there. He's coming after yeah. you. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's weird. All the other cows just run around like fucking idiots. And this one seems pretty angry. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems like he's ready to take revenge. Yeah, and then cut to uh, my buddy driving off in the fucking golf cart, me chasing the golf cart, trying to get in, meanwhile trying to dodge this bowl. Uh, uh, like, was, uh, Malone, let me ask you this. Was this, um, to put it delicately, uh, during the years of perhaps uh, um, a more robust Malone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, my nickname back in the day was, was Sauce. And, uh, and so we'll get into that later, but, uh, at that time I was, I I was still tank sauce. (laughs) You called me tank sauce. Tank sauce, which I got to tell you is the same number of syllables as Michael and Malone. So they're really not (laughs) saving any time with that nickname at all. That is, that is, Wow. Oh, all right. Oh, I gotta, I gotta let this settle in for a moment. There you so. I gotta, right. t- I gotta. Well, I gotta tell you this. The uh, embarrass. Okay, here it is. Okay. Okay, so I, you know, we we both know here that I was a big fucking kid growing up. I played center on the football team. I had a bowl cut. I had both my ears pierced twice. I looked like Rosie O'Donnell in junior high. Like it was not my good years. I was a big kid. I had a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just oh, look like man. the movie Heavyweights, like oh, all the time. <laughs> and then oh, my junior year, I dropped all that weight, like you know, fucking uh, some extra puberty kicked in. I was also working out and cutting back on food, and any, anyways, it all came together, and I lost a fuck ton of weight. Most and, people uh, say most people say I was cutting back on sugar or cutting back on calories, and you just said I was cutting back on food. I was just eating less, <laughs> just eating less of it. I was uh, really trying to. Well, my mom, you know, really rein in the um, sheer amount of it I was putting away. My mother would make multiple desserts for every meal, so it was never like, "Hey, we have apple pie in the kitchen." It was like, after you're done with that piece of apple pie, there's chocolate cake in there. Like, yeah, that's how I grew up. And my mother made ice, like sweet tea and Kool-Aid with like eight cups of sugar in it. Like it was fucking unreal. Yeah, Yeah, that's the that's the way Kool-Aid's supposed to be made, man. Right. Um, You ever had Kool-Aid that was made with not that much sugar? (laughs) Well, now, yes. Jesus. Sugar free Kool-Aid now. You make Kool-Aid still, Malone? Yes. Malone, you may, I've been to your house several times. Do you put away all the Kool-Aid before I come over? What is this? Okay, so when you and I, when you had been to my house before, I was on a big Diet Coke kick, and I was drinking almost zero water. Uh, I've been on a huge water kick, especially when I started dating a dietitian. Right. And uh, <laughs> Right. So... Now I make a big giant gallon of, of water a day and I mix either like this lemonade, sugar-free Kool-Aid stuff or sometimes the watermelon, strawberry, sugar-free Kool-Aid mix in there. And that way I drink a gallon of water a day without actually having just bland-ass fucking water. Bland-ass water. <laughs> oh, man. The malonest way to describe a glass of water. Well, I got to tell you, man, it's just bland. There's nothing to it's it. The it's the fucking word. Why? It's nothing. Tastes, it's wet air. Tastes all watered down. I don't. It's just I don't like it. It's fucking wet air. Come on, guy. Dude, I, I know just, you're fucking hippy dippy, and you're all into water, but. <laughs> I need a little flavor, baby. Dude, you are the most unholy combination of L.A. and Ohio. (laughs) I like to call myself Midwest Hollywood. Uh, It's it's something, man. It's something. It's its own own, uh, uh, flavor. Anyways, I drop a bunch of weight junior year. And I go from looking like Rosie O'Donnell to Ricky Martin. And, Which, uh, I gotta tell you, is an upgrade. <laughs> a big upgrade. 
It's like going from a cow to a bull, you know? Living La Vida Loca. uh, (laughs) I'm faster. I'm stronger. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so then my nickname became the Human Hot Sauce. The Human Hot Sauce. Which then just got shortened down to Sauce. And then when people would refer to the old me, the big me, they would they refer to him as Tank Sauce. Okay, and so that is the origin so, of my childhood. So, so, <laughs> so Tank Sauce is a retroactively applied nickname. Yes, yes. When you were actually Tank Sauce. <laughs> yes. This I feel like I feel like we're talking about crisis on multiple Earths. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we're talking about a DC comic ever. So, so when you were Tank Sauce, but had not yet discovered that you were Tank Sauce, did you have a <laughs> yes. nickname at that time? No, I did not. I did not. You didn't? Uh, no. No, no nickname. Were you, were you an intimidating guy? Did you used to fight? No. Well, okay. Uh, well, this is a, this is a two-parter. Here's the thing. If you were fat through school and you got no bullying... It was either because people were afraid you were going to beat him up or you were just so congenial and everyone liked you so much that they wouldn't it's dare. It's the latter. It, you, yeah. Uh, first of all, I was a all, chameleon. I don't believe it. I was a chameleon. I could hang out with the jocks, the nerds, the in-betweens. Like, Malone, it didn't I'm one of matter. your closest friends and I don't even like you. And I, here's what I, here's what saved me and, uh, you know, which is going to sound cliche, but like fucking being funny. I would do, when I was big, I would do Chris Farley impressions. I would fall through fucking tables. I would, you know, I'd I'd do the fucking van down by the river guy. I would, you know, I was just the big guy that you could laugh at and laugh with. That was a, that was a good time to be the, to be the big guy. Those were good. Those were good years to be the big guy. Those were the years to be big. Yeah, if you if you were that size and had even the basic understanding of comedy, you you could you could you could really. It was great. You could really bust up a locker room. So I never got in any fights because nobody wanted to fight the funny guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Occasionally, I you know I I you know whatever. Anyways, but what what I got into more fight actually. Okay, so then here's the plot twist. I was a fucking dick. Uh, I ran with dicks. Uh, uh, we were all just like we would roast people before roasting people was a thing. Like, your, that uh, was our fucking like, mo, right? And I hung your, out once I got Navajo smaller. Your Navajo name was runs with dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> when I got smaller, I ran with all bigger guys. All my friends played football. Some of them got scholarships, so they were all like fucking six foot you know 250 plus guys yeah uh that, that i was rolling with um but i had the fucking mouth i was i was the funny guy i could fucking roast people you know so at parties and shit like that when they would want to fight somebody or somebody would show up that they didn't like they would send me over and i would use my mouth i would fucking roast them until they wanted to fight and then my friends would step in and be like, "Oh, we got a fucking problem here." Oh my god! <laughs> so Malone, I, yeah, you that, lived like a, a like a Netflix teen series life. Yeah. <laughs> I was the Joe Pesci, surrounded by the fucking Goodfellas. Dude, I, dude, that's such a wild life. Like, it's fascinating to me. Like you, that you were, uh, that you were cool, Malone. <laughs> Not that I mean, house, not that I mean, knowing you, I don't think you would have been cool. I just mean that's so far from the existence I actually led. Uh, yes, in yes, high school, that is because not who I am at all. Because I couldn't, dude. I couldn't. Uh, I didn't drink alcohol until I was twenty-one. Like not right. a drop, and uh, and and you know, super, raised super conservative Christian. So like in high school, like I did nothing. I didn't. There were no parties that I was at. Um, and even like right after high school, the parties that I would end up at that were like high school parties, I was such a fucking asshole. Uh, that it was hard for people. Like I was not. Uh. I didn't have a group of people who would be like, yeah, let's stick up for Brewer because he's funny. That didn't happen, man. 
that's a that's a you got a you got a you got a completely different existence there than I had. And I'm a totally different person now. It's not who I am at at all. And even now when some of my old friends like we get together, they still like roast and do all this shit or or sometimes they'll comment like they'll see somebody commenting on something like like, uh, uh, like trying to debate me or, or, you know, come after me a little bit and they'll like DM me or they'll, they'll comment and be like, dude, shut this motherfucker down. You know, like, like yeah. the old days, yeah. like they want me to just verbally rape somebody. And right. I'm like, nah, man, that's not, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not, right. that's not what I do. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great little story is, uh, I was at this house party and it was in the city and, uh, and a bunch of my friends are going to be there. My buddy was throwing it, and there was two, well, there was three big dudes in town, and all of them had full ride scholarships for football. Just for um, clarification's sake, what is uh, the city? Uh, Marion, Ohio, is, and there's, but there's like, there's about four schools around that area that all kind of interact with each other. There was River Valley, there's Ridgedale, there's Harding. Harding was the was the city school. Okay. And then there was Pleasant. Pleasant was out in the country, and it was all rich kids. And Ridgedown and River Valley are pretty much same level of, like, income and, and, and people there. And, right. you know, everybody's parents pretty much worked at a factory and, you know, right. that kind of shit. Like, okay. that was, I grew up in a town where you either made popcorn and Doritos or you made washers and dryers. Okay. Like, nobody's dad was like, oh, his dad's a doctor and he's a lawyer. And I was like, what shift does your dad work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that, right. and, and not saying anything against it. Like, that's just where I came from. That was my town. We yeah. have a popcorn festival every year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's where I come from. Yeah. And um, so the, all the schools were the surrounding areas, and, but they were all in the country. And so they fed into this city. Like when you would go hang out somewhere, you all went to the same town. Well, the, because it was, you know, we were all county schools besides Harding, and, you, uh, and Harding was so you was just in like the to downtown city limits. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and when I say city, I mean we have two streets. <laughs> I was there. You know once. what I mean? That it, that's like downtown. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, a it's a tiny spot. Do you do you happen to know the population? I don't, but I can tell you that I graduated with seventy-two people in my class. Seventy-two, okay. Yeah, that that. See, uh, I I live in now. I live in Alexandria, and it's okay. it's about five thousand in in Indiana. And I I I went to high school in Newcastle, and I graduated with about three hundred people. So I'm betting your Marion's way closer to the size of the town I live in now than where I went to high school. So I'm putting it yeah. in, in context for myself. Now carry on. Yeah. So there <laughs> are three, uh, yeah, three big dudes around and they're dispersed through different schools. So, uh, we had a guy named, uh, Jeff Thiel. Okay. And he played baseball, football. He played all the sports. He was big. Mm-hmm. His whole family played sports. He had a full ride scholarship, went off to the NFL, like, big dude okay um so he went to ridgedale all right um and then in the at harding the city school there were two big dudes um and they were good friends and one was kenton redmond and one was uh uh uh, bill and uh bill and kenton were bill was the biggest bill beecham and his dad uh, won the Golden Gloves competition a few years in a row. He owned a bar downtown. Um, his name, his nickname was Wild Bill. Like, and Bill Beecham was bigger than his father was, and so he grew up kind of in those those shoes of you know, like, hey man, you got to fucking do something, dude. Bill big. Bill Beecham was bigger than his father was. Is like the opening line to a John Prine tune. First of all, <laughs> really, but yeah, <laughs> dude, Bill Beecham is. I mean, at back then he was six four. Uh, I had, I would say he was two seventy five, all muscle. Wow, the dude was a monster, the biggest dude around. Okay, and then Kenton Redmond was just a few inches shorter than Bill, so he was like six two, and he was actually thicker than Bill. So Bill was like real lean, but like. Bill was like built like Superman, you know what I mean? Like okay. real lean, uh-huh. but like yeah. fucking jacked. Yeah. 
um, where Kenton was uh, like thick, like a bulldog. Like Kenton was like six two and probably three twenty five, but like all chest and shoulders. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, he's just a big dude. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, so that's who I ran with. Okay. Plus some other guys that you know, uh, that were all football players. All played. They were all linemen and stuff like that. And so we all hung. Anyways, we go to this house party. Uh, Kenton's throwing it. It's in the city. We're all there. Uh, uh, you know, my Ridgedale folk are there. <laughs> my buddy Wes and everybody. And um, there's a dude that keeps following me around the party. And I don't know this guy. And I don't think he really knows me. And he's drunk. And, uh, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm going room to room. And this dude is following me. And finally, I, like, I post up somewhere. And he comes over to me. And, he's, and he stands, like, shoulder to shoulder with me and just staring uh-huh. at me <laughs> and i'm like what's up man and he won't talk to me and i'm like all right but well, do you need something won't talk to me so i go I'm, i go to another room he follows me i go to my buddy wes and i'm like hey man this guy keeps fucking following me i don't know what's going on he's like i right, bet and he's like i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go tell kenton i was like all right go find kenton see who this guy is so meanwhile this guy keeps following me room to room. Finally, I post up again, and he comes over to me, staring me down again. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, fuck you. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. I go, "Is do we have a problem, you know? And he's like, fuck you, bitch. And I go, okay, man. I go, I, 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 I wouldn't do that, man. And he's like, fucking getting in my face and stuff. So I go to another room. He follows me, right? I go to the kitchen. And Kenton's in the kitchen surrounded by a bunch of people, and they're all talking to him, trying to get his attention, and Bill's there, and everybody's hanging in the kitchen. So I finally get in there. This guy follows me. And as I step into the kitchen, this guy shoves me in the back because there's a group of people around. So he thinks he's going to, like, fight me in, like, this circle of people in the kitchen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, it's on. So he pushes me. I go, I stumble in a couple steps and uh, I go right to Kenton and I go, hey man, do you know this guy? And meanwhile, this guy is all in my fucking shoulder, like, like talking shit, what the- like <laughs> on my back, like over my shoulder, be like, you little bitch, you little uh- fucking bitch. <laughs> and Kenton's like, whoa, what's going on here? And I go, this guy's following me around the party all fucking night. I don't know who he is. And Kenton's like, all right, move. So I step to the side and and this dude tries to follow me. Kitten steps in front of him and he's like, hey, man, we got a problem. And this dude's like, man, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. It's like, I'm after that dude. And he's like, well, that guy, he's with me. And so if you're after him, you're after me. And this dude's like, I'm not fighting you, Kitten. I'm not fighting you. (laughs) Now, so Kitten looks at me and he goes, wait outside. I said, okay. So I step outside with my buddy Wes, and we're in the driveway now, and we can't really hear what's going on. It's just like there's some commotion happening, and about fucking, I would say, a minute and a half later, this dude gets tossed through the door like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> like he used to throw Jazzy Jeff. This dude goes flying through the fucking air and lands in the driveway, and we just see Kenton step out all calm <laughs> onto his back porch and Wes and I are like reacting like it's the movie Friday we're like damn (laughs) (laughs) this dude's laid out on the fucking ground and Kitten comes out on the steps and he's like I don't want to see you at my house again get the fuck out of here and so this dude (laughs) gathers himself off the ground (laughs) walks over to me he's like I'm really sorry man (laughs) leaves oh man so like shit like that would happen all the time god damn it Uh, malone this is the movie you need to be writing (laughs) his characters are larger than life i want to learn more about the guy who i want to learn more about the guy who followed you around the party for no reason yeah, I don't know. Who that like guy most, was. I never found out. Most people, when they get drunk, they like cry, or uh, yeah. or like uh, I don't know, drive. Um, and yeah. and this guy, he just wanted to follow you. That's all he wanted he to wanted do. He wanted to fight. He wanted to fight. He wanted and to fight specifically you. 
And uh, even seeing you go to ta- uh, tattle to dad didn't make him stop. <laughs> right. He had no interest in stopping. But then once he had been thrown through the, the door, <laughs> all of a sudden he just goes, Hey man, I fucked up. I'm so uh, I'm sorry about all that. I don't know what got into me. I don't know what came over me. I apologize and just it was the best thing I've ever. I've never seen anybody throw like it. Literally was like Jazzy Jeff through the fucking front door. Like it was exactly like that. Um, That's fantastic. So we, we became like my little my little crew. We became kind of like this little mafia clique in this hometown. And we started getting phone calls to, like, show up when people were planning to fight and stuff like that. They would call us and we would arrive and make sure that one side or the other was protected. And that nobody was going to get jumped or nothing. Nobody else was going to step in and all this stuff. And um, another another great little what, quick story. What were you was, taking in exchange? Uh, nothing. We would just, you know. just You were just, just doing this out of moral sense of good. We went there in hopes that we would also get to fight. Like, my friends liked to fight. So they would show oh, up hoping that okay. somebody would run their fucking mouth okay. and they'd be like, oh, great. Now I get to punch somebody. I always thought those those dudes were really just I uh, wanting to start a fight club, but none of them had wa- read the book or seen the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, I, was, is- I was like, you guys don't have to manufacture these weird reasons that you're punching each other. You can just get together <laughs> And punch each other. Because I know a kid in high school once who was like, uh, <laughs> he called his buddy, and his buddy happened to be my friend, but we, like, we weren't mute, like, I wasn't his friend. But uh, he called my buddy, and my buddy's telling me a story later. He's like, hey, yeah, he called me, and he was like, hey, man, can you go with me to this fight just in case he brings somebody and they try to jump me? Because right. my buddy was, was, a, was a big dude. So he's like, yeah, I'll go with you. So he gets in the car with this guy and they're and they're and they're riding. They get they get to the fight. Right. And the, and uh, he or the, where my bre- my buddy thinks is the fight. And he goes to get out and he goes, well, what are you doing? And um, but he was like, um, I'm going to get out and go make sure you don't get jumped. And he was like, oh, this isn't this isn't where the fight is. And he was like, oh, what the fuck are we doing here? And he was like, well, we, we got to pick the guy up. What? And he was like, you're picking him up? And he was like, yeah. So he picked the guy up and uh, they went, they fought. The the guy that my buddy was with beat, beat the shit out of the other guy. And at the end of the fight, they just like took him back home. And no, I don't know if I, 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 the, the, the embellishment comes from my buddy uh, when he says that they stopped for a burger on the way home, but uh, uh, but he he did I did have it confirmed the rest of the story that they stopped and picked up the guy, took him to the fight, beat the shit out of him, and then took him home afterwards. Holy shit! That's I've insane. always I've always thought like, why don't these guys just start Fight Club? That's yeah. why. That's why when UFC became a thing, there in, in my hometown, there immediately became like a fenced in thing in somebody's warehouse where people would go fight. Oh, like of immediately course. there yeah, became a thing. Wait. They couldn't wait. You were just like, how oh, you guys just didn't think to do this before? You had to like go around manufacturing these weird scenarios, right? Yeah. Like, think about it. Your friends were like, let's take Malone and he'll instigate <laughs> a fight for us. So so then we can say, if you if you want to fight, fight him, you got to fight me instead. And you're like, dude, let's just go ask that guy if he wants to fucking fight. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's, he's I think there's wearing the uniform of it. He's wearing the uniform of a guy who wants to fight you back. Like, you guys look the same. Just go fight each other, for God's sakes. Well, I think there's politics to it. I think, I there think, are. In order there are weird for, rules. You just can't walk up to, you know, certain, certain men can't walk up to other men and say, I am, I'm going to fight. I want to fight you. Like, it has to go through some kind of, there has to be a situation that gives them an excuse where they can go, I had to, I had to fight him. I do think you that's think it, what it do is. Do you think it goes all the way back to like duels? Ooh, yeah, probably. You know, there's like some carry over there. It's like, I've got to get my guy to go with me just in case they jump me with another guy. I've got a guy there, so it'll be even rounds. And then when you get there, you're supposed to be like, so do we have a problem? Like, that's the first thing (laughs) that you're supposed to say when you get to a fight. 
Right. Right. You get out and you're like, so do we have a problem? Just in case that guy's like, no, man, this was a big misunderstanding. I just came here to tell you that I don't really want to fight. And you can be like, oh, okay, cool, man. And leave like (laughs) you're giving them the last chance to refuse. Like, yeah, we do have a fucking problem, bro. And then you fight like there's there are there's there's weird politics and like there are regulations there, I, there's, there are some fights that are not considered uh, uh, legitimate fights. Can, can I tell you, uh, here's, a, here's a funny one in talking about the politics of it and, and, the, and the this and that's and the unknowns. Yeah. Um, we got called one time, to, this kid wanted to fight my buddy, and uh, he said Did he you a have house. a fucking bat phone? How do you, what do you mean we got called? They, <laughs> was there a signal? We all had pagers. We all had phones. Uh, there's just a, the fucking corn cob shone, shined <laughs> into the sky. They're like, so my buddy gets hey, the, pop, the, he, popcorn, popcorn brigade. We've got we, there's <laughs> duty calls. We got a we got a call and uh, said this kid wanted to fight my buddy, and he said he had a house full of people waiting on us and all this shit. And so we start gathering our our folks. And uh, <laughs> you were gathering and, uh, an army, yeah. We, yeah, of course, you got to well, get some kind of bizarre so, turf war. So, we can't locate Bill, right? And we want to take Bill because uh, this kid's from the city, and we want to we want to show up with a city kid as well to, to show him that, like, hey man, we have people everywhere, right? <laughs> 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 we can't locate Bill wherever there are guys who want to fight, we have. <laughs> We have guys looking into the situation. (laughs) Who also want to fight. (laughs) So we can't locate Bill. We're fucking, you know. uh, We find find out that Bill is actually one of the people that this guy thinks he has waiting for us. What? So we tell Bill not to say shit. Bill's playing double agent? Well, here's the thing. We're, We're like, Bill... Don't say anything. We're going to roll up. This dude thinks he has a fucking house full of people. And Bill's like, he doesn't. He's like, it's me and Kenton are here. So the two big dudes are already at the house and they are on our side. So we let this dude. What the fuck? How lit was this guy that he thought your two main buddies were on his side? (laughs) Right. He didn't know any better because they were city kids and we were all country. That guy so, over there's big. That other guy over there's big. Let's go call some other big people to fight. Don't you think you should ask them first whose side they're on? No, man, fuck it. They're standing right there. They're obviously on my team. <laughs> so we let this kid talk all this shit, dude, like all this shit on the phone, like how he's going to whoop our ass and how Bill Beecham's gonna fucking stomp our heads in and all this stuff and we're like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh bet okay (sighs) so we fucking roll up (laughs) and this dude thinks it's gonna be on and fucking Bill and Kenton are in the yard and we roll up and uh, this dude brings them outside like they're like we're all gonna fight and we roll up and we just start fucking hugging Bill and Kenton (laughs) like what's up man (laughs) Oh this my dude god! Was just like pale, just like all the color washed oh, away. No, and he was like, "Oh man, I'm. So, I didn't know you guys knew these guys." Dude, I just imagined him like walking out wearing a like fucking robe with a spiked baseball bat over his shoulder, just like, <laughs> "Well, well, well, look what the cat dragged in!" Just so overly confident. Yeah, he comes out like the Nazi hunter on Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it just, it's like, I got these two gigantic dudes. Who dares to step onto my lawn? That was a, that was a great, that was a great day. What a, what a dumb. Yeah, I grew up, I grew up an asshole and now I'm, you know, less of one. Yeah, I grew up a different kind of asshole. I was more kind of a lone wolf asshole. I can see that. Just, uh, even the people who liked me would sometimes be like, Jesus, will you give it a rest, man? What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) If that guy over there beats your ass, I'm not stepping in on your behalf. You understand that, right? You deserve this. You need to stop it. 
I, uh, I, I have something to, to share because I, I think we're, we're running out of time, but I have something that I would like to share this week. Who decides how much time there is, man? Who decides the time? Bro? Who decides it, man? Here, here's my thing of the week. Okay. Uh, I, want, I want people to think about perspective. And uh, I saw a clip of Ellen yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she, it was her first day back in the studio. She's had months off, right? And they were doing like the digital audience thing. And uh, she it's, addressed it's, all it's, the issues. It's that called were. it's called a hashtag and it's hashtag Pizzagate. But go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She, she addressed all of the issues that were going on about, you know, the, uh, the toxic workplace and, uh-huh. and how she deals with things and how she should be more aware and how she has a staff of like 270 people under her. And, you know, yes, she does agree there needs to be f- fixing things. But th- the main thing she said was that she was a work in progress. And she said that, you know, a lot of times uh, these people that you see on TV – they just can't be like that all the time in real life. It's exhausting. You know, you have all of this stuff, you have all this energy going all these different places and you can't always be this like this perfect image of whatever you're seeing on your screen. And, and my girlfriend and I had a, a great conversation about that afterwards, about how it does. I mean, you, everybody is just a work in progress. This isn't your final stage and you're always working on yourself. You're always evolving into somebody new. The person you are now is not the person you were six months ago. The person I was growing up, all those stories I just told you, that's not who the fuck I am now. Not even close. Yeah. And the idea that you, that the, the thing that I find hard to wrap my mind around is that the perception that you have of yourself isn't the perception that other people have of you. And furthermore, every single person in your life, whether they're a close friend or family or relationship or whoever, they all have a different idea of who you are, which is insane to try to wrap your mind around. Yeah. And, you know, perception is key. And but all you can do, I say that to say this, all you can do is try to be the best version of yourself at this moment. And hopefully that's enough that people will have a good perception of who you are and the person you are and the person that you're trying to portray to be to others. Um, so I wanted to kind of give that little, uh, nugget out this week of just like, really think about who you are to others. And if that person is who you want to be seen as, and if not, how are you going to change that? What are you going to do? How can you change that? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, saw an, um, article recently where they were kind of talking about a similar thing and they said that. Um, they did a, um, kind of a poll and they asked people, uh, are you the same person that you were 10 years ago? And just this large, large, large percentage were like, no, of of course not. I'm a completely different person now. But then they asked the same number of people, uh, do you think you are like who you're going to be for the rest of your life? Or do you think you're going to change significantly sometime in the next 10 years? And a very small percentage of people were willing to say that. Wow. Like people, like people are more willing to admit, like, obviously I'm different now than I was then. And you'd be like, well, that wouldn't it stand to reason that you're going to be different in five years. You're going to be different in 10 years. And people are, people are less, less willing to admit that they're like, no, I am what I am. And I'm, you know, I'm self-actual actualized and all that. But I think it's important. The same thing you're saying, um, I kind of extended a little further into the future, I guess, if you can, where, yeah, you have to be the best version of yourself that you can be right now, but you also have to go, okay, everything that I do and every decision that I make sends my path one direction or the other. Right. right. And and if you every time you have a dis- major decision to make or even a small decision to make, you try to trend toward the better option. Eventually, your trajectory is going to change toward the better. Right. Like if every single little choice you make is going to change your trajectory a little bit. 
you know, if, if you're riding a bicycle in a big empty parking lot and you turn the wheel just a little bit, you're going to end up in a completely different spot at the end of the parking lot than if you'd stayed straight, even right. though it was just a little bit, right? Because that trajectory gets exponential as you move further. And so yeah, like, uh, yeah, people think that change has to happen in this big way. And the, the, you know, the truth is change happens in small ways every day. Right. It does. I agree. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I do have a thing to share and, and I got to tell you, um, it's a, I, I wrote down the Twitter handle. Um, it's just a Twitter follow. And uh, for you, Malone, and for the other uh, TikTokers, it's a TikTok account to follow. <laughs> okay. So but it's uh, but the Twitter account is as at I assume Dane D A Y N E underscore N underscore Simple Dane and Simple. Um, it's this lady who reviews charcuterie boards uh, and cooking videos. Okay. And she improvs the entire thing, and she's absolutely brilliant. Like, I, I just happened upon one of these videos last night, and it's one of those where you let it play through a couple times because it's only, you know, 30 seconds long. Right. And you let it play through a couple times, and by the time it starts the third time, you're anticipating things and laughing about them and, like, cry, and you find some little line that's funnier the second time than it was the first. It's just Those really... Are the best, yeah. It's just really funny, improv reaction videos um, to, like, charcuterie boards and stuff. It's so funny. And it uh, it just absolutely brightened my day. And you can get in on the ground floor because this this uh, this girl's got like 500 followers or at least did when I followed her this morning. Um, But the videos are so she's in the process of porting all of her TikTok videos over to to Twitter. And uh, so it's it's fantastic. So funny. So funny. Check them out. Love it. All right, buddy. It was great talking to you, man. Yeah, it was a good talk. Love you, buddy. Love you. See you, man. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. I appreciate you listening in on our phone calls, you beautiful weirdo. If you would, follow us on Twitter at SpeakerphonePod. That's at S-P-E-A-K-E-R-P-H-O-N-E-P-O-D. SpeakerphonePod. We're going to be sharing links to the stuff we reference and other things we find funny, and we'd love you to join the conversation. In the meantime, if you're looking for more high-quality content, check out 4D Podcast Network. They were kind enough to invite us into their family, and we think you'll dig the rest of the roster. Appreciate you.